Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank with me and Claude. How are you, Claude? I am so good. I've got my auntie here just for today. She's over for a week from Byron. She's just come to hang out with me today. We've been and got lunch and now she's downstairs slicing potatoes for my dinner. And this is just amazing because my mum, she's not really that kind of grandma. <laughs> she likes to just lie on the couch and sometimes if the kids fight, she just goes, I'm out of here. This is just too much. <laughs> So I'm just loving it. I'm like, oh, this is what it'd be like to have like a really nurturing, homey yeah. grandma. See, my mum looks after my kids and she makes us dinner every night, so I can't complain. But, you know, I've seen other people who will like snuggle up with their mums in bed and then the couch and stuff. And my mum's a hard bitch. Like you wouldn't do that. She would be like, what are you doing? Have you put deodorant on? <laughs> so I totally know what you mean. It's like parenting though. Someone said to me, many years ago that she said, look, don't feel bad, Claudia. I was probably, I said, I don't like playing with my children. She said, we've all got different strengths and weaknesses. Yours is that you are a great cook and you keep a really tidy home and like the kids' clothes are always washed. And I was like, yeah, but I hate playing with them. Everyone's different. I had a very similar experience. I didn't like playing Lego and puzzles. Hated playing games. And I could see other parents doing it and I was feeling really bad parental guilt. But my auntie who works in child development and, you know, Lisa, who we're going to have on the show soon, she said to me exactly the same thing. You don't have other parents that let their kids paint and draw and take them to the beach all the time and let them jump in the ocean even if they don't have their bathers on. And your strengths are completely different. You're not a play mum, but I think that your strengths will come come back into gear when your kids are a bit older and I found that that's true like when yeah. now that like with Billy Violet being older and Arlo I'm interested in more of the same things as them so I'm definitely we're meeting each other back on a level yeah, it's easier you know to just I mean? hang out and yeah mm, I really do love teenagers I love teenager gossip yeah same they're not yeah. in that playing stage just want to hang out and have great convos so I love the make-believe stage. That was wicked for me, like, you know, the fairies and this and that. But when they grow out of that and they really want to play with loom bands and, mm. you know, that sort of stuff, I was just like always, I found it hard to even do two minutes of it, honestly. Mm. I was like, I was, at, like, I was like playing Barbies, like playing dolls and that thing. I was like, oh, my God. I've got photos of you having Alba for sleepovers. You created amazing fairy gardens and you were 
great at that sort of thing. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I remember Alba came over and we put hundreds and thousands. I put it under the plants and pretended it was fairy poo and they believed me. And to this day, Billy Violet still has to remind herself that fairies aren't real because she swears oh. she was on a trampoline with India, my cousin, and she's like, and we saw one, mum, we saw one. And I'm like, I know you did. Liz, that's so cute. <laughs> it's amazing what you can plant into your kids' heads. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, it's going, fairies are real. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen, it's quite a spectacular sight, it's called phosphorus and you go to the beach, sometimes there is a plague of it in the ocean. You'll see it on viral videos and the ocean waves are glowing, like yeah. glowing. And so, but sometimes I've been at the beach and they've been, you know, where you kick the sand and just little, like little like a glimmer. Glow. Like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And our friend Misha, her mum always told us that they were ocean fairies on the shore. And we were like 13, but we believed her. And so I was in Exmouth like a year ago and I was like, oh my God, ocean fairies. And passed it on to my kids and now they Stays think that phosphorus is ocean fairies too. Yeah, so we've got a really exciting and interesting show today. Today we're going to talk mm. about a few different trending topics because why not? Like, you know, celebrity gossip is everything. And the first one, I mean, I wouldn't call this celebrity gossip because, you know, it's child abuse and that sounds rude. But the first topic I want to talk about is Ruby Frankie. Mm. Now, Claudia, before the like Ruby Frankie headlines hit last week, had you heard of her? I hadn't heard of her and I hadn't seen any of her YouTube videos. Apparently it's not on anymore, so you can't watch them, which was because uh, I went to have a little look. Totally new to me. Yeah, you can see some of the little, you know, clips and Everything's things. on TikTok, yeah. Yeah, no, so it was, I'd never even heard of her or her husband. So for those of you who don't know who she is, like me, like Claudia, it wasn't until she hit the headlines last week that I learned who she was. She is a mommy blogger. So if you want to envision, like, the exact opposite to me, then this is who you've got. She's got six kids. I could understand why, you know, you might... Correlate the two of us, blogs about her life, vlogs <laughs> about her life, overshares, um, does all the things. But the woman is attractive. She is well put together, very well put together. She is someone that you would look at as that woman has her shit together. Mm-hmm. And for you to have six children and still have your shit together with a clean house and a raging career <laughs> and well-behaved kids, something ain't right. And something has got to give. And her husband was very absent in terms of like he worked a lot. So it was pretty much her most of the time. Yeah, but I they hear. broke up 13 months ago. Oh, so this is, yeah, not, this no, is quite fascinating. Do not fascinating find that along too. my travels. Okay. She's really regimented, guys. Mm. And when I say really regimented, so she's, I think, is she Mormon? She's yep. from Utah. Yep. She's Mormon. She prides herself on her, like, strict mm-hmm. regimes. She Before she became incarcerated, she was known for sending cease and desist letters to people that called her out online. So I think that there's been a big, like a bit of a hush-hush thing about, you know, her behaviours. These six children that she had, to give you an example of some of her punishment techniques, you've got videos of her telling her kids they're not going to get dinner Mm -hmm. because they didn't do their chores or breakfast. You've got a video of her reading text messages from her child's teacher saying that her child had gone to school without lunch and she'd responded. And let's just remind or educate our listeners if they haven't heard anything about it, this child was five. So it wasn't like if my 13-year-old forgot her lunch and she was supposed to make it her issue, I'm not going to drive down there and drop it off. But she was five. Five years old and she said it's her responsibility to make her lunch and if she can't manage that, she can go hungry. There was another video of her son saying that he had had his bed and bedroom door 
confiscated and that was because he played a prank on his little brother and he woke his little brother up at like 2am and told him that they were going to Disneyland and his little brother got really excited and packed his bags and was walking out the door and the parents no. busted the teenager. That's what it was about. That's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it is a bit cruel but yeah, it's but funny. You don't lose your... Teenagers are funny. And I'm okay with, like I've heard circumstances of people taking doors off teenagers' room, like if they're slamming it too much, that's you know, maybe, but the bed, no, no, no. The, the bed. So he slept, he slept on a bean bag. There's another video of him sleeping in a sleeping bag out the back in the freezing cold. So her punishment, she would take devices away for six months. Like that's obviously stuff that, you know, people, but some people might do. I personally couldn't because it's punishing me, not my kids. <laughs> totally. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> you know, worse. What have I done to deserve yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> but there was a, a, a podcast of her talking and in the podcast she's sort of um, bragging, right, and this is funny. She's going, I put all of my kids in front of a movie. I don't know if it was all of them or just a few of them. And I, I think she's got doors. like three that were a bit older and then three that are a bit younger. Yep. And I locked the doors and I bolted them and I needed a nap. So I went upstairs and I said to the kids, you've been toileted, you've been to the toilet, you've had a drink, you're watching a movie. Now I don't want you to get off this couch until I get back down. This is her saying these words, until I have had my nap. Promise me you are not going to go into the kitchen. And the kids said, yeah, yeah, we promise. They're obviously scared fucking shitless of this woman. So she goes and has a nap and she's saying in this podcast, she's going, and then I come back downstairs and I thought, oh, how lovely. They've done as they asked. And they're all on the couch. And then I went into the kitchen and I stepped into the kitchen. And as I stepped, I heard that sound. My shoe was stuck to the floor. And don't you pretend that you moms out there haven't done this. I got down on my hands and knees and I sniffed. What was making my shoe stick to the floor? And then, I know you've done this, I licked it and tasted it. I'm thinking, no, I do not remember once where I've been on my hands and knees she licking the She sounds like a sergeant in the military. Like, actually, I did see her force one of her kids to do push-ups. She was like, yeah. come and give me 20. Like, yep, there's that. And then she said that a child what? came and she was like, someone needs to be honest with me. Who did this? And one of the little boys came and he said, I'm sorry, mum, it's me. It was pineapple juice. He had taken a piece of pineapple out of the kitchen container that was cut up and he'd eaten some. And she said, and I said to him, I know you think you're doing the right thing because you're being honest, but you're not a truthful, something like that. Not a truthful person because you shouldn't have gotten up and you didn't, you know, you're not living your truth. All this sort of crap. And you're just listening to it, just going, this woman's not relatable. How did she get two and a half million? million YouTube followers and then there's the humiliation of her children. That's the part that I had a real problem with watching. You know, she does actual, like she has had a YouTube channel so you saw like their daily life and just there was like conversations that she was having with her children about like, you know, their periods and shaving their legs and they were actually saying. their first bras. Yeah, and she's, you know, waving at them in the shops and they're all embarrassed and they were asking her to stop and then she just kept going. It was, that's what I found really uncomfortable. And I thought those poor kids, and when they go to school. Yep, I completely agree. And I think you aren't putting your kids first. It's part of a bigger conversation, I think, around like what you share of your children online. I know I get hounded by people sending me these videos about how I'm fucking my kids up by putting them online. Now, I have never put anything online that my kids didn't want me to put online, obviously, because my kids ruled me. Like, I couldn't. They would be angry at me and I'm scared <laughs> of them. And secondly, you just like, put something who, equally who on as bad earth? of you online and, you know, to pay yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. I definitely exploit my marriage. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, you can accuse me of that and I'll put my hand up. I don't know where I stand about 
people not being able to post anything online of their children because we're going to see kids in the media. We're going to see kids athletes. We're going to see child stars. We're going to see it, right? But if your everyday mum can't share a beautiful piece of artwork that their dyslexic kid who's never fucking won anything in their life has done to celebrate them we can't see this like really beautiful diverse world of celebrating different children that's completely different if a child's like i do not want to be on there and that's not being respected that's crossing the line i think so too but then the argument is well are kids old enough to consent when they're really young interesting question and what's the age where they can you know is it when they have a voice Exactly. I personally feel like when a baby is a baby, it's still an extension of me and I still get to make those decisions. I think by the time the kid is older and has an idea about whether or not they want to be online, sure. Then, And that's exactly what's happened. Some of my kids you'll see online a lot, others you won't. Others want to be on more, but they're not interesting enough for me to share content about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. But where I think this needs to land, you know, there's no black and white rule for anything. And I think if you're to tell mothers you can't share anything about your children anymore, that's a huge part of a woman's life that you're telling her to be quiet about. And then we're just going to be reverting back to postnatal depression stages. But if you then also say that you can only share it on a certain platform of people that you know, it's just too many rules. My opinion is this should be viewer-led. You decide not what other people share online. You decide what you share and who you follow. If you're not comfortable with the content that you see, unfollow because you're part of the problem if you're following part of the problem that you see. Yeah. If you're following people that you don't think are doing the right thing, and that might be unfollow. me. Unfollow. Don't sit Do you know there I mean? and wait for a moment to attack them. Just yeah. unfollow. Yeah. And then if you're right and if this really is like a, a moral issue, yep. More people will follow your trend and we'll have mass unfollowings and I won't have a house or my kids won't be educated anymore. So do you think this is part of like why she had so many followers was because people almost couldn't look away because it was so bad? What do you think was happening there? Well, some, it's a different culture. It's America. Pretty far. Every time that I write a post that is American skewed, like if it's about Trump or if it's about the abortion laws or something mm. like that, I find the response very different to the response that I that I have from my Australian and my New Zealand and my UK followers. So I do, and even my Canadian followers. I think there are parts of America that are very different to us, and it's hard for us to understand why they might follow it. I also think, right, so one of the reasons that I have a big following is because of my relatable content, but a lot of people would say to me, you make me feel better because my life is a fucking mess. Totally. Then when I see yours a mess, I feel better. So is there an aspect of that? Was Is there women who are mean to their kids and they're following her because she's meaner and that's making them feel okay about how, uh, that's just a theory that I have. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what's... Do you know what I mean? Like potentially, like why do people follow anyone? Because mm. it makes you feel better because mm. you like their It's content. relatable and you go, okay, yeah, I get it. I don't feel so bad now. She did that. But yeah. I don't know how anyone could re- – yeah, exactly. This woman, like, I mean, I don't want to go on about it too much, but she was saying to this little kid who looked like four, mm. we're going to the movies. And the kid goes, what are we going to see? And she goes, you're not coming. I'm getting you a babysitter. And she does the old fake call trying to get a babysitter. And the kid's crying and she's going, I'm sorry, mum, I'm sorry. And she's like, you can't come because you're not grateful. That's not how you respond to somebody saying they're taking you to the movies. And I'm just going, that's just so mean. And another scene, that same little kid was in front of its teddy, its favourite little teddy, and she's cutting the head off it. I saw that too. Because the kid had cut things up in the house. It's like really psychological trauma. It is so so messed up. She is 
fucking with all their heads. I don't think we can quantify the psychological trauma. What's happened, listeners, to keep you updated with the full story, is about two weeks ago, one they live in this sort of mansion, but a very odd-looking mansion, but apparently it's not an odd-looking mansion for Utah. Yeah. Apparently a lot of the houses are built yep. to kind of look like the landscape. So to us it looks like a jail, right, but an expensive one. And... <laughs> Uh, she's left her husband, Ruby Frankie. She's partnered up with someone called Jodie Hildebrand, who I don't know a whole lot about, but she's in the Mormon community as well. Right, because I was trying to do a bit of, you know, looking into her as well. I was like, who is it? Said it was her podcasting partner. Podcasting partner. They have a brand called Connections, which is like coaching. They're coaches, of course. Oh, my God. I know, and their relationship looks sus. Like it almost looks like they're together, which isn't very Mormon. But the husbands moved out. They were at Jodie's house, so I don't know if they all live together now or what. So some of Ruby Frankie's kids have grown up and moved out and said, I'm glad that this has happened. And her two sisters have come out and said, we've been concerned for like three years. Apparently they are saying that like she was over the top before, but Mm. since she partnered up with this Jodie, it's just gone too far. really fucked. So inside Jodie's house is a panic room. Mm. And in this panic room, these children were being locked in. And so one of these kids has managed to escape and go to a neighbor's house and they've knocked on the door. The 911 call is available for anyone that wants to, you know, TikTok it. And it is him saying, look, this child's run away. He's very scared. Mm. He's malnourished. He's dehydrated. He's got gaffer tape on his extremities. And the child. marks from the tape. So it's been happening for a while. It's not like. So so then the police get there. They find another kid in in the panic room. And the child is saying to the police, this is my fault. And that is where the psychological trauma is unquantifiable because you will not be able to get that belief that I fucked our family up out of this kid's head. And that is so sad. You may be able to, but it'll take a long time before that really sinks into the psyche. So news flash, she's in jail. I'm following the story. I'm super intrigued because I'm going. She's in jail and the the other lady Jodie's in jail as well, right? They're both in jail. And I start deep diving it because I'm like, I look at her and I go, you know what? I've had people tell me that they were going to call DCP because my kids don't have shoes on or because my kids are up late at night painting with me or because my dishes aren't done for six (laughs) years or seven years. Ever since my blog went viral, I've had to deal with People in hate forums going, what can we do to get her kids taken off her? Oh, her kids, this is what people are saying. Her kids were taken off her. That's why she lives with her mum. It was ordered by DCP. Oh, my God. Just and I'm reading this yeah. and you can't, can you imagine if they were saying that about you and you can't defend yourself because then they'll know that you're reading their comments in the hate groups. You're just like all fucking right. fuming. Like I know it's awful, right? I'm reading, doing this like deep dive onto Jody, and then she comes out and I'm thinking this is victorious because, you know, she'll never, she would have never been questioned. And you don't question women with clean houses and lots of money and, you know, all the things that are involved in like the school fucking board and all that. Do you, you question the mum who's like running late for everything because she's busy and working and everything's messy and she's got a new boyfriend and you know what I mean? Like you always question them. And so I was sort of listening. Like, I don't know. I wasn't reveling in it, but I was yes, like, you were. <laughs> shut up. And I even wrote a post about it. And somebody commented and she wrote, an extreme, extreme parenting is never a good idea. You and Ruby or Constance and Ruby are both two ends of the scale. And that is never stable. Balance is good. And I was just like, I'm the most balanced person, I fucking stable person I know in stable ways. Like who are you to tell me that balance is good? Because I might think that your fucking life is really out of balance because you don't have enough music or art or do you know what I mean? Or fucking socialising or nature. Like Everyone's different. 
everyone's different. You can't say that. Healthy, happy kids are all that matters. It's the only way we can judge parenting is by healthy, happy kids. And even sometimes we can't judge that because you always get a weird one that fucks everything up. And um, <laughs> but, oh, I think that's I it. Think we've got to re- my door. We've got to remember that. There, so how we got onto this is because multiple times DCP was called to her house and that was yes. because people dobbed her in. People had dobbed her in. This time was different. The child ran away and said this is what's happened. and what Exactly. Yeah. But what makes matters worse is that when she's out in the courts last week or earlier this week, she's gone in front of the judge finally and do you know what she said? She's gone, you have to understand, one of my children was molesting or sexually assaulting all of my other children and the children in the neighbourhood, my 12-year-old. So I don't know who this 12-year-old is and I wouldn't name drop if I did. I'm sorry, what? This is what she said was her excuse. And so the judge has gone, well, that's a separate issue. You know, obviously you should have called the fucking police about So she's that. locked up But she said I didn't have that. any that's evidence. She- I don't know. I don't know where she's going with it. But Whoa. she has just destroyed this poor kid. And I hope this kid hasn't heard about it. But it's all over the news, all over the world. So she's just so thrown it- her 12-year-old under the bus and blamed it. And the, <sighs> and the judge has ordered that this 12-year-old child is in a house without any other children. She, her, to quote her, she said he played a patting game and sexually molested are at least 20 people, kids. This is, the, this is the maternal instinct of protecting your children. The other weird thing was that when she got arrested, she lawyered up straight away, didn't say a word. Now, that's unusual. Obviously, it's, there's two sides to that. You could be clever with the law because anything that you say will be twisted against you. But at the same time, when you're dealing with your children and you've now been separated from them, you're going to talk. You're going to go, are my kids safe? Where are they going to go? Here's the number of so my mum. she didn't mom. even ask where any of them were? Or- she hmm. just got, she just went silent straight away, which isn't going to work in her favour if she has a jury because, like, that's just what, what kind of a mum, you know? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Anyway, the whole story is really fascinating. but We're going to delve more into this and follow, follow, follow. We're going to follow it and we're going to say to everybody who ever said, ah, she's an amazing mom and Constance is feral, sucked in. You're wrong. Something else that sort of got to me as well was a therapist that I once used to talk to all the time. She's awesome. She's really clever. She once said to me, she works with traumatized kids. She once said to me, Con, it is not the loud, disruptive, crazy kids that I have a problem with. I walk into a room, Mm. I see those kids, I go, I go easy. She goes, I see the quiet, polite ones. And I'm like, they're the ones I'm going to struggle with. They're the ones I'm going to have to try and drag out of them what it is because they've been conditioned to be quiet and polite. I had a partner once with one kid, a boyfriend, he was just a fling, one kid and he was bragging about how polite the kid is and my kids are fucked and blah, blah, blah. And I realised this kid was fucking terrified. That's why he was so well 
behaved. You know what I mean? Like it was jumping whenever because he didn't want to upset his dad. Yeah. yeah. My kids aren't scared of anything. Neither am like, I. I wish yeah. they were a little bit afraid. I'm sort of thinking about it now going. Do you know what I mean? Like my kids are immune to me like raising my voice. And I feel the same way about my mum. She yells at me all day and I'm like, eh. Sorry, what? <laughs> Did someone? Yeah, what's happening? So this whole thing brought up to us, to me and Claudia, why weren't these allegations taken seriously? And I said to Claude, probably because of the false allegations. And Claude yeah. didn't know that this is part of being a well-known kind of like Australian identity or, if you will, or mummy blogger is that you have to deal with so many false allegations when you've got people saying People trying to read into every video that you share or take any word out of context. And then you've just got people that just hate you. So they will try and take you down. Like I find in those fucking troll groups that I look at. The first thing I thought of when I brought this up with Claude today was Laura Mazza because she's an Australian blogger, 235,000 followers on Facebook. Not bad, like not bad. Not pretty fucking good. And she is also a really cool chick and I know it. And I remember from years ago her sharing a pretty distraught post about people threatening to call DCP on her, but I couldn't remember the exact story. So I thought I'll get her on. Awesome. And we will, yeah. And so let's have a chat to Laura. Laura. Hello. Oh, Thanks so much like for coming on. That's yeah. where you are. <laughs> I didn't realise your following had grown so big. 235,000 followers. I, like, I actually lost quite a bit recently. Why? Oh, what, what did you, did you do? do? I know. The more I talk <laughs> about mental health, the more people either love it or they hate it. So really? I'm just thinking whatever, it is me. If you don't yep. like it. It's so to hard to keep followers. My Instagram goes down every time I say cunt and yeah. I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, why are you following word. me on the first place? But you know what? You'll gain ones that are into that. So it's it's all your yeah. trip. You want your people. Yeah, and that's what you're going through at the moment. That's yeah. all you can write about. I really relate to it because as a blogger, you sort of get your name for blogging about something and then you're kind of trapped there. Like yeah, you've got to keep blogging right. about that. Yeah. It's all people want to hear, but it's not relevant to you anymore because everybody changes and mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I don't really want to yeah. talk about parenting as much anymore. Like, no. I, you know. Well, yeah. that's it. When you're not in the midst of it, you know, the maternal bubble where everything is why can't my kids sleep or eat or, mm. you know, whatever, yeah. it's it's all you talk about. But then when you're out of it, you know, at our age now when someone has a baby and you're like, oh, cute, yeah. but you don't, you know, you're not there every <laughs> no, no, day no, no, like burping like condolences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck, like, your life's over, babe. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what? We're all in this like weird like limbo world where like ex-mummy bloggers that don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So I feel too. Like Billy Violet's trying to give me like coaching. Like, mum, you got to get with today's content, man. Like, start do dancing. some get ready with me's. And yeah, and I'm going get ready with me. You see me get ready, Billy? Like, my get ready with me would be quite fucking unattractive. I tell it's you what. Scary. No one wants to I'm see drinking that. tea on the toilet <laughs> and abusing the kids from the fucking. <laughs> get ready. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's look. Because so. I know we don't have long. So let's get into Like, so. This was just a really impromptu interview, guys. I'm lucky enough to have Laura as one of my friends and so I was able to just message her because I remembered I had this memory and I wasn't even sure if it was real. But speaking of false allegations of child abuse and thinking, talking about Ruby Frankie and, 
you know, a lot of people saying, why wasn't she caught sooner? And the first thing that came to my head was because it's so hard to tell whether it's a false allegation or whether there's merit to it. And I think the way that she looks and presents herself would have really satisfied DCP or whatever they call them there, Child Protective Services. These false allegations, they do happen. I was just explaining to our listeners about, you know, the things that I've seen in the hate sites of people saying that my kids were taken off me, that's why I live with mum, and then, no, they haven't been, how do we get them taken? You know, all this horrible yeah. stuff. And I'm just going, how many more years do I have until no one can threaten me with DCP anymore? Because it, actually it makes is me such feel an sick. awful... Yeah, I know. Yeah. What happened, what happened Tell to you? Tell us your story. It's funny because I actually worked in child protection and I thought some of the, you, you know, like where as I'm a social worker, so as social workers, we joke that we have really messy houses, but we'll go to people's houses and tell them to clean it. And it's like, oh, the irony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've actually had it threatened um, on me twice. And once I got a phone call, so the very first time was I befriended this person who I thought was an aspiring blogger too. So I was like, let's help each other, you know, let's be sisters. There wasn't something quite right about her. I would bitch to her about other people and stuff like, oh, this person was rude to me when I met them. This person was rude to mm, me. As we do. And as it, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? <laughs> That's what you do between friends. Yeah. So she took Man, that. Man, if you screenshot our message threads, you'd probably <laughs> put me you should, you know, you should on the front cover of when we're recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it. Bitching is healthy. It took me, because I thought I was the most disgusting person. Told, yeah. It is not. It's venting. <laughs> it's healthy until someone fucking takes a screenshot That's and right. taken out of fucking <laughs> content. You send it to the yeah. person. That's right. So she did do that. She took screenshots and sent it to the people. And then she was part of a group that was actually like hatred towards you. I think that's how we sort of connected the first time. Was it the adapt adapt something of Constance Hall? The yeah, yeah. The I can't word? remember the name. Yeah. And I was like, it was yeah. like whatever the word. It means the dethroning, like the abdication or something yeah, like that. Of course, yeah. six, so six to ten thousand people in it. Yeah. I know. Can I say mole? I've just said bitch and cut. So I'm you sure can say, say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I actually still fear for my life around her. And you can't tell us who she is because you don't. I will. I will in her. messages. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to like start anything again. Yeah, it's not started fair. with C. She she knows who she is. I'm sure she still watches me from the shadows. Is she still a blogger? No, she's not. So she she actually was a really good writer. She exploded quite well. She did do a bit of copying, and that's how our sort of discussion came. I said, "Hey, I wrote a blog exactly that." I said, "It's cool that we think the same, but it, mm. you know, you're not like mm. I'm like you don't don't feel that because she was telling me that she felt she had to go from uh, grab viral posts off websites, rewrite them, and share them, and that's yeah, that's fine. And I was like, yeah. you don't need to do that. Just like we all sort of you know, no idea really is original. You're saying what people are thinking, so don't feel that mm. you have to do that. So I sort of said that to her, and she just went crazy, which told me she was guilty of copying pasting. <laughs> you know, went crazy." Sent all the screenshots I ever written about people. I've got ADHD, you know that. So hopefully I'll stay trained. Of no, no, no. We're used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, ah, ah. that's what I'm following so, you really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she screenshot sent it to all the people. Must have written in that group what she had done. Oh, there's something more to that. Anyway, that's so mysterious. But I then had this like herd of people 
messaging me, telling me I'm a disgusting person. Like I was trolled so hard. I shut down my blog page. It was relentless. On every platform, I got people telling me, I'm going to kill you in your sleep, all this stuff. And then I get a knock on the door and it's a police officer coming to do a welfare check on me. And he said, someone called. So these people know my address somehow, or they've worked out Laura lives in this suburb. Do you still live there? No. People know the vicinity that I live in, but they don't know. I mean, they could probably look it up. No, but if they report it, then the police would have found that address. I've done work for charity and some of these people called those charities and said, how can you have this disgusting person doing charity work for you? And they told me, the CEO told me. Um, and I was like, I, I felt that is sick. So, bad. so then mm. I get this phone call from a friend of mine who worked at child protection at the time and said, Laura, your name has come up. She's like, don't tell, um, you know, not even meant to yeah, be yeah. saying this. She's like, don't tell anybody that I'm telling you this, but your name has come up that wow. you're abandoning your kids. I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically I'm not looking after them. I'm a bad mum, pretty much, and I need to be investigated. Did that just send you into a world of, yeah, of course. When you say abandoning them, like what was the? Like just neglect. That was the word I was looking for. Neglect. neglecting them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to abandon them and run away. No, I shouldn't say that. I often said like, you know how there's DCP. You know what I mean? There's DCP. Where's where's the one for parents? Like they should come and take me out of this house. Do you know how my children abuse me? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, what so do you tell true. them off? Yeah. I'm getting emotionally abused every day yeah. by Billy. Oh, Violet. totally. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to like you know tween and teen years. I'm, I'm sorry, no. it's not pleasant. Let me tell you. But this is like God. This is too far. Do you? Would you not have a civil case against these people? It's the kind of thing you can't just go to work the next day when you're like. Oh, I'm I know personally from firsthand experience so what the trolling alone does. Yeah. So obviously they, when the authorities get involved, obviously yeah. they figured out they had nothing. Yeah, so I didn't even get a visit, so that was all right. Like my friend must have said something or they investigated because even when I worked in investigations, you'd sort of look at things, if there's no merit, you close it, you know, yeah. if there's, or there's not enough proof or whatever. So I grew up in a really abusive environment, like I'm talking physical abuse, sexual mm-hmm. abuse. This, this is okay to say on this too. Oh, we can please, say yeah. yeah. So please. like a fucked childhood. I'm very envious of people who love their fathers or, mm. you know, I, I wish I had I had that. So when I had children, I became really depressed because I was like, why didn't, you know, why wasn't I loved? And I became so anxious because I thought, like I have to give them everything. I'm I'm not doing it, you know, good enough. No matter what I do, because I was so determined. So your natural not parental guilt was on steroids because yeah. of what you'd been through. Yeah, yeah. And so to have people say, mm. like my kids, and I know if you're saying it, that means it's not really true. But it, my kids are treated like royalty. Like they don't hear the word no. They're little shits because I. All they have to do is go, You're like me. If anything, you're too fucking relaxed on them. Yeah. Mm. And I just want them to grow up so happy and whole and loved. Mm, And to hear these arseholes, like at the time they scared me, but I think if I ever walked past that girl, I'd visualise punching her in the face, Mm. but I'd go up to her and be like, you're a fuckwit. Because I was just Mm. so, like I was even apologising to her because I was just so, like you've traumatised me. But it's happened twice. So the second time, so my daughter's autistic. One of the things, like I would take her to the maternal child health nurse all the time and 
I'm not a fan of them. I know I shouldn't say that, but I encourage people, don't go unless you're concerned. Go see your doctor or a doctor. Yeah, because they'll raise something that's not even, yeah. Yeah, they're like, your child's head is too bulbous. It's not the right size. Yeah, you especially need if to, you're a little you know, bit anxious anyway, you're going to, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, so they were forcing me to toilet train her. I think she was like two at the time, two and a half or something, which is so young when you think about it. You've only mm. existed on this earth for two years and it's like fucking use a toilet like an adult and be an adult, you know, just trying to grow up. I kept pressuring her because I was thinking in my head, a good mother would do this, a good mother would do this. I basically pressured her and then eventually gave up because she just wasn't ready. And I knew in my heart that she was autistic. Like I knew she was like me as a kid. And so I just saw traits of like, yeah, anyway, my gene pool of being abused probably passed on to her and now she's got the, the shit part of it. But anyway. <laughs> there you go again, blaming yeah, yourself. It's, it's, not the shit. it's, it's the amazing part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she is very empathetic and she uses the word queen more than anyone I know. So oh, yeah. she's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it came to my two-year-old, um, so my youngest child, I had James, who's my youngest. Um, when he turned two, we took him to the maternal child health nurse and she's like, has he started toilet training yet? I was like, uh-uh, honey, no. I am not pressuring my child like you made me force my oldest and cause her so much distress. When he is ready, he's ready. And that's when, you know, they show signs. Shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't if be always, that hard. I always say to people, if it's too hard, you're doing too early. Just, yeah. But when they're ready, they're ready. Like if they are, they get it straight away. And then when they don't, they don't. So I wrote about this and the Daily Mail picked it up and the headline was, I'm not planning to train my two-year-old because I didn't even toilet train my four-year-old or something like that. And the comments on that. And basically, they took snippets of what I wrote to make it look like, you know, I have no intention of toilet training them. Like, I fucking <laughs> love changing nappies. Yeah, you want, and you want a 12-year-old that's just shut himself yeah, at school. I want to be wiping that. Especially, sure. especially when you've already got multiple kids. You just really want to keep wiping asses, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun to me. Funnily enough, I'm still wiping asses because they, they'll call me from the toilet. This bad mother who's so aggressive and evil and neglectful will get, Mom, wipe my ass. I'm like, okay, honey, I'm coming. Do you know I still wipe Raja's bum? Raja's five and he still calls me to wipe his fucking bum. Yeah. I won't embarrass my daughter, but she does too. You, you can watch this when you're 18, girl, and know what you did to me. And so when you got trolled the second time, was that just being trolled? My friend calls me up again. She's been working there for years and she's like, Laura, your name is on our board again. And that was after the article and I had people directly messaging me, telling me that I'm a bad mother, I should have my kids taken off me, I'm lazy. I should, I should stop spending money on diapers. I'm like, it's nappies. People called DCP because of your article. Yeah. Do you think it might be the same person? Yeah, probably. I got told by a, a psychic, and I believe everything that they say, that it's the same person that like, and it's probably that same chick still just watching from the shadows. I think it could be. This is my point proven. This is why they couldn't get Ruby Frankie because there are so many fucking false allegations mm. thrown around about yeah. mums in the public eye. Point fucking proven. And do you know what it does in the end? It puts kids like Ruby Frankie's kids that are vulnerable yeah. in more danger because it's the boy who cried fucking wolf. And for a vendetta. Yep. For a vendetta, you are using up our resources. You are endangering total waste of resources. Just about to say that. 
Exactly. And then, and you are completely jeopardizing a perfectly wonderful mother's mental health. Yeah. All because, you know, I was talking to a psychologist recently about mean girls mm. and she was telling me that a study was done and I can't fucking remember most of the details, but it was done at one of the universities and it was like, it wasn't just girls. It was mean people. And yeah. why, why we are brought up with this moral code and we think we live by it, yet we continually step outside of it. So she brought it down to three. The study came up with three reasons as to why people act outside of, of their moral codes. One is they deserved it. They convinced huh. themselves this person deserved it. Yeah. Okay. And that's that goes back to your screenshots. Well, mm. Laura said this and that, so I am now entitled to fucking destroy her yep. because she bitched to a friend about someone. Two, I can't remember the third, so don't get too excited, guys. <laughs> and the second one was everyone else was doing it. Yeah. I see those two things come up with my kids, mm. my kids all the fucking time. Someone was, was trolling someone at Billy's school the other day online saying, I've got her address if anyone wants this fucking slut's address. And oh Billy messaged her, she goes, take that down. That's yeah. awful. And she goes, yeah. oh, from the queen of fucking bitch herself, Billy. And Billy's like, mate, I'm only a bitch when I'm sticking up for myself. Like, you need to yeah. take that down. It's bullying. Oh and God. she goes, no, I don't need to take it down because this girl harassed my friend or abused my friend or something, I said to Billy C. Always look out for those. I wish I knew the third one. But for those two things, like when someone's using, everyone else is doing it or they've deserved it, you know that they're stepping out of their moral code and they're doing it and they're making an excuse for it. Yeah. And if we could all just know that, yeah. if we could all just go, mm, that's what I'm doing. We'll make excuses. You know? Because they took that little, like if I read something like that, like admittedly I've read articles and thought, oh, what an idiot, but I'm like, hmm, hold on, let's fact check that because I know yeah. that it's yeah, it's like yeah. bullshit. I didn't yeah. actually know um, who Ruby Frankie was until I saw your post. No, neither. Was- and I just thought social media, people love these beige white houses clean and they associate that with like some amazing parenting and Yeah. She's got it all going on kept together there. She must be a great parent. Yeah. It's exactly right. Exactly. And I've had it since day one. It's just been like, Oh, look at her, she's a hot mess. She mustn't love her kids. It's yeah. like if anything, I love my kids too much. Like I wish that I could have boundaries with them yeah. and be stronger with them and you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I feel like my job is to make them happy and that's all yeah. I want to do. And you are yeah. a beautiful mum and I'll fight Thank anyone you. that says anything yeah. otherwise. Yeah, good. And I'll do the same for you as well. I'm really sorry okay. that you've been through that. But I've, I also wanted to point out that when I investigated a lot of my trolls, especially in the beginning when they were really ruining my life and destroying what should have been some of the best years of my life because I'd worked my whole life to become a writer and, and for things to take off for myself. And when I would investigate them, all of the instigators, all of the like queen bees were bloggers. Yeah. And they were um, and they yeah. were angry and yeah. jealous because yeah. my blog was exploding. Jealous. I was just yeah. gonna say jealousy, yeah. jealousy. And they are a nasty, vicious so- circle of people. Mm. And you look on those trolling websites, it's full of fucking bloggers. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've he- I've yeah. heard rumors. And then yeah, like I was saying to you, there's a rumor that I was on it. I'm like, I will log in in front of you and show you that I've never like I go on those websites, don't get me wrong, because I, I Google to see what they said about me. What they're saying about you, but it's never a good idea. Promise me you'll never do it again. I've I've actually stopped and I've taken a break. No, because I had to do it recently because I was writing an article about the blogger, the OG mummy blogger who ended her own life Mm. by suicide and they said that it was to do with her haters. So in order to write the article, I wanted to put myself back into that mindset of reading haters material about you and that's why I I know all this stuff about what they said about, you know, my kids and why I moved in with my mum and – 
honestly, I knew I was doing it for an article. I promised yeah. myself I wouldn't get upset. Yeah. You could not shake the anxiety out of me for a good seven days. I was down. It was like depression. And and I just said to myself, you know better. You will never do it again. Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't read anything about herself and hasn't for years. There's a reason why. No. Nah. And the thing is, they're not in our houses. They don't know. They, they don't, don't see. They don't. And your life will never be the same. Your life will never be any different because they're writing that. Ignorance and bliss when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Laura. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. And for proving my point. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to come on again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about single mum dating. <gasps> oh, can and we? Mess. Yeah. With dick Oh, my God. Can dick. we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, will you share the dick pics with us? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do that after. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Isn't Laura beautiful? Oh, my God. I'm so going to get on her autistic daughter bandwagon it's really hard to explain it's like hers is different because her she knew her daughter did earlier but I'm like how do I have not picked this up I feel like a bit of a relief do you feel like I, you're really new to this like world yeah but it's a mix between oh oh my god that makes sense like the pennies dropped her how do I have a child and not pick up on all this sort of stuff have I like failed her because I haven't done it's just this whole thing it's a lot why do all roads lead to us failing <laughs> <laughs> no, that is fascinating though. I remember when I very first like wrote about Rumi's ADHD, which I always knew about as well, but like the support that I got was phenomenal. Yeah. And people love to rip up parents of neurodiverse kids, but man, they are fierce for a reason. If you've had to navigate NDIS or like even pediatricians and diagnoses and all that shit. Especially if you're neurodivergent yourself and you find all that know, stuff really right. hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the blind leading the blind yeah. in my family. Yeah. So back to what we interviewed her about, don't you reckon my point was proven? Yeah. One of the reasons why Ruby Frankie wasn't picked up on earlier because it is so easy to go, no, they're just haters. They must have heard it so many times. Totally. You know, I only know one or two mummy bloggers apart from me and they've experienced this and I've experienced it not to that extent, not to reports being made, but allegations. So I can only imagine that it's a huge world that we haven't uncovered. Absolutely. And the people that go, you know, the child protection workers that go into homes have got limited time. Like they can only do so much when they're there. And if everything's presenting well and the panic room's been hidden and the kids are too scared, it's like asking a, you know, domestic a woman who's been assaulted by her husband and, and saying like, oh, in front of the husband, like, are you okay? Yeah, of course you are. You're like, well. Yeah, the kids aren't going to say anything. God, no, they're not. Which is like, it's just funny. Kids aren't good witnesses because they will always, you know, they're conditioned and you have to read between the lines with them all the time. I really want to get this husband's story. So the husband is like saying that he did nothing. He had like a lawyer went on to like one of the America's, you know, talk shows or whatnot and said like he, you know, had nothing to do with any of this. None of this ever happened while he was around and he's just a good guy. And I'm like, well. And she's just all of a sudden become like this? Well, no, there's two sides to her, I say. I say that ever since she met Jodie Hildebrand, things really turned. I think that she was. Yeah, I would say, this is just my guess from the outside, I would say she was a, in my opinion, horrible mum and like did things mm. the opposite way that I would do them. But I reckon that the abuse and everything skyrocketed and that's what her kids are saying. As soon as she met Jodie, she started, and they're calling it a cult and stuff. So to throw your kid under the bus like that with those like sex assault. Oh, my God. You know I, mean? I mean, as parents, are we not the ones hiding the bodies for our kids? 
that is what we do. Like, I got you. Totally. You're, you're fucked, but I got you, you know? Totally. Mm. It's just but he's like, it's and unbelievable. That, I reckon that's punishment for him speaking out. Yeah. For him running away. She's been seething yep. in a jail cell. Think about how much she hates him for doing this to or, her. Or he's just like the troubled child that she's like, oh, oh I'll do it on him. I'll sacrifice him. People believe him. it. Crook. Fucking crook, man. Anyway, what a light note to end on. There's so many crook people out there. It's just the world is full well, of them. You know, it's like you do kind of have to trust people to look after kids to a certain extent. And everyone's pretty fucking cray-cray and everyone has the right to reproduce. It's just scary. I wonder what the future's going to hold with all these nutbags that have been raised by <laughs> freaks like us. <laughs> I think it's, well, it's going to go the other way. I think they're going to be a beautiful beautiful generation of loving, kind people. It can't get worse than it already is. Well, do you know what shits me the most is when, like, my daughter, for example, will say, your generation fucked everything up. You guys were all full of the Harvey Weinsteins and nah, nah, nah. And I'm just like, do you not have any idea how hard my generation has worked to uncover this shit? And the generation before me, you know, we like to rip apart the baby boomers, but everyone's done their bit to get us to where we are. And they're just a product of their upbringing as well and exactly. what happens in the world. Hang on, did she put you in the same category as Harvey Weinstein? Kind of. Actually, no, do you know what? Someone might He's like. <laughs> <laughs> my kids make me feel so old. No, but do you know what? Once I was in my bathtub and I was Instagramming, why not, and Dens was doing like push-ups next to me on the against the bath thing and that's why I was Instagram going because I was like this is so weird so I pulled out my camera and I'm like filming him and I'm like oh. sounds pretty damn and I'm like and I was doing my creepy like sex pest like you know voice joking being really Harvey Weinstein and being like you know yeah, you better fuck me later and it was all really funny but then somebody <laughs> wrote to me and they were like you actually are Harvey Weinstein <laughs> in reverse you're like a female Harvey Weinstein yeah that's what they called me for cracking onto my own husband like get a grip man there's a reason you can't reverse <laughs> fucking sexism and racism because like you just can't <laughs> and you and it's your husband who thinks it's funny <laughs> context <laughs> ah, okay love you guys thanks for listening thanks for listening bye thanks for listening to another episode of to be frank if you enjoyed this episode and want more be sure to click follow and leaving a review helps others find the podcast join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world 